0: You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and what follows on this particular installment of the show is a conversation between myself and Frankie Bellow from the outfit Anthrax. The reason for the conversation is to promote Anthrax's appearance at Download, which is happening in 2019. The two dates in Australia are Saturday the 9th of March in Sydney at Parramatta Park, and Monday the 11th of March at Melbourne at Flemington Racecourse. I'll probably go along to that one. So a bit of a problem happened at the end of the conversation, well it's the end of the conversation as has been put to podcast because the phone call dropped out and I couldn't get Frankie back on the phone again unfortunately and we're having a really good conversation there so maybe I'll get to catch up with Frank once he's out here in Australia or maybe a little bit beforehand. Either way, hope you enjoy this conversation with Frank Bellow from the outfit Anthrax. Here we go. How good, how you doing man, what's going on? Mate, just leading dad life, I just finished picking up or vacuuming up bits of egg off the bloody carpet and after dropping my kids into uh, daycare for the day, so you know how it is, mate. You're a parent.
1: Yes, I am. I just funny you
0: should say this. Now, what stage are you in? How old? How old? Three and five, so right in the middle of the pain. <laughs> oh, you're right. you're right in the thick of it all. Nice. <laughs> so just
1: so you know, words of advice yep. and, uh, for the future. It gets better.
0: Thanks for telling uh, but- me, I know. I've got to keep on reminding myself of that, to be honest, mate. I love my kids to death, as you know we do, mate. No, no, oh, nothing yeah. bad to say, but Jesus, it can be punishing at times, can't it? Uh,
1: without a doubt. I have one 12-year-old boy, and um, we are into the homework thing. And, and In fact, as just before you called, we were going over. We have both tests tomorrow. Now, I say we because yep. there's no test for them. It's, it's about us now. We we're still so we go back to school and you'll find this out very soon, my friend. Okay, you you have to re rethink of every, everything you've done in the past. You have to go over it all again. But in, in America, they have this this thing called um, it's 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 another kind of math that's ridiculous. It's a, it's the core math. Oh yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous. It's a roundabout way. And all the teachers hate it, too. So the things you and I learned how to get to the answer right away, no. We have to show everything now and go about it and take five more minutes to get to every answer. So yeah. I'm, I'm very sarcastic on this because I'm well-schooled in this now,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> uh,
1: but, uh, so I'm, I'm a little bitter and sarcastic with that stuff.
0: What I, what I can't understand, though, is, okay, so when you and I went to school, because uh, I'm 40, okay, so I'm, I think, about 10 years younger than you, but, but it was a similar era. If you know what I'm saying, the 80s and the 90s is what I'm talking about. So, sure, sure. in the 80s and the 90s, uh, when you did calculus, it was just basically get the bloody answer. We don't care how you work it out. Show you working if yeah. you feel like, and we'll give you half a mark if there's three possible marks to obtain. But we'll give you half a mark if you can, can demonstrate that you've tried, and then we'll talk to you about how you've how you've actually done it. But, but I always felt at the time, and this is true when you get out into the broader world, everybody's got a calculator on their phone, and you don't use calculus. So unless you're going right. to be a, unless you're a budding engineer. Or a surgeon, or somebody that uses maths in the day to day, like an airline pilot, and even then, a lot of it's automated. Is Absolutely. it really practically useful? So, why the hell are they keeping teaching kids and forcing kids to do this stuff?
1: Well, that's my point. It's a waste of time. And to be honest, and here in America, I don't know how it is there, but I'll tell you, a lot of, and I'm, I'm talking as a father here, hmm. there's a lot of downtime that uh, going into it. It's not even downtime because they have to do so much studying. Like, my son gets literally a minimum two hours of homework every night. Wow. So that Jesus, is, yeah. and they're, talk, they're talking about why isn't there family time? Why are, why, what's the breakup of families and all that stuff? And not to go on this whole thing with this, but it just drives me crazy that two hours of, of, of what could have been like hang time with your family, because there's not a lot of it. My wife works, hmm. so she gets home at 6 o'clock. We have maybe three hours before they go to bed. So if we're still going into homework, you want to give them a break when he gets home at 3 o'clock. You got to give him at least an hour. We're starting homework at four mm. till six. It's nonstop, and they wonder why the family the family thing is breaking up. But there's so much competition. I have a big problem with it. I really do. Mm. And uh, but you know he's in seventh grade now. But uh, I look forward to the day, you know, where he just is just on his own, like um, and out of college and all that. Stuff. Yeah. Hopefully, he goes to college and all that stuff. But. I, I, I feel bad for the kids nowadays I just think this it's too competitive um, there's not even time for them to hang out with their friends a lot of the time and that's that's sad
0: yeah two hours a night is, is ridiculous is that a, a like a private school is it sort of a setup
1: no where? it's a public school public school and I I, I ask about it all the time and I say why is there so much homework and that's that's the quota that's what they get and uh, you know every, everybody does it and uh, but what I do notice is um, it, they complain in America about that the, the the time families spend together. Yeah. Well, how much time can you actually spend together if you, you're doing two hours after school? You have if you have all that time, the full day of schoolwork, then you you want more work. They you just have to give them a break. I want to send them out with his friends and hang out and hmm. like we did when we were young. I don't see that anymore. And if you know, I understand the video games and all that stuff, but um, there's par- partial for that, but there's not a lot of downtime, and it, it really. It's it's stressful for them. I feel
0: bad. Yeah, that's yeah, it's I I think it's as bad here, but of course because my kids are a lot younger than your son, um yeah. they're she's only getting about half an hour a night. But it's it's fairly practical stuff like reading and numeracy, sure. basic numeracy. So count to ten and then count to ten backwards, all of this sort of stuff and point to the number and tell me what it is. It's it's basic stuff. Yeah. But I imagine the stuff that your son's going through, it's uh it's not practically useful. That's the biggest issue well, with that's education. The whole thing. Make it
1: yeah. make it I mean this common core stuff it's not. I'm telling you, it's not. I don't care what any of them say. I talk to the teachers on the side. They, don't, they can't say it publicly, but a lot of them say it's a waste of time. We can get to the same answers in half the time. And you and I can do the same division, subtraction, multiplication. And it, it really, it just baffles me that because it's, it's, it has to do with money and some kind of, yes. somebody's getting funding from somewhere. Yes. And it drives me crazy.
0: It's, you've got to follow the money, mate, haven't you? It's exactly the same here. The, you know, the old saying, uh, what happens in America we get a couple of years later. It's true. Okay, so yep. we've got something here called NAPLAN testing, which is determined. I think you've got something similar over there, although I don't know what it's called because I was yeah. listening to Joe we, Rogan's we, we... excellent podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, where dependent on the amount of performers there are in a school based on a standardized yep. testing across the state, that is how funding is allocated. It's bullshit. So,
1: so just so you know, the rebel that I am, because I can't stand any of that because it's it's all about money, mm. we opt out, and this is a personal thing, we opt out of all those tests because you have the option. There's no way, there's no way you're going to put that stress, more stress on the child, in my opinion. Why would you put more stress on the child? Because those tests are really stressful, mm. and it really puts a lot of pressure, more pressure than they have throughout the year just being a kid. So we we opt out of them every year, and, and nobody says anything. That's the way I feel about it. I feel very strongly about it. It's opt out every year.
0: Well, good on you, mate. Your son's clearly got a good dad with his head screwed on. Royal well, parents, I should say, with their head screwed on right. Because I agree no, with that to totally. Yeah, yeah, you know
1: you're the same. You could tell. Yeah, you could know, tell the good dads and, and parents, but you have to be involved. Guy, I, I never had a dad. My dad took off when I was ten. So I, hmm. you know, I'm I want to be the best I could. So I'm just doing my best. I'm trying anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, talk about doing your best, mate. Anthrax has been in the business for a bloody long time, and um, <laughs> I had a chat to uh, Scott not too long ago because he's in Australia, of course, as we're speaking. Oh yeah, only spoken, on spoken word, only spoken word tour. But uh, I was at the first download, and this second download has brought uh, not so much surprises. Well, I suppose they are surprises, but it's a hell of a bloody lineup, isn't it? If you love your your, your legacy metal acts, and probably some of the biggest metal acts in the world are on the bill, so. How, my question for you, mate, about it would be how far in advance did you guys get, get notice of the fact that you might be playing or were you asked to play on the festival?
1: Yeah, you know, in this in this wor- world of music now and you don't really hear about it until they have it set. We did hear that there was a download and mm. of course the possibility was we were entered into it and all that stuff, of course we're going to be submitted and obviously it matches up great for Anthrax because we haven't been there in quite way too long in my opinion. Uh, we We love it there, so it, it, always, it we, I was hoping it would line up just because it, it was time. And to be on a, a bill like this, man, um, to find out. I knew we were submitted, and I had heard through the grapevine that there was a good chance because we hadn't been there in a while. Hmm. And plus, we've been on the Slayer tour. Let's face it, uh, we've been on two legs of an American Slayer tour. We start next month on the third leg in Europe. These, these shows are insanely packed. Uh, and sold out everywhere. I mean, it's just the show. It was the show of the summer. It was the tour of the summer, without a doubt. In in America, it was, the, it was and I'm very proud to say that because they did the numbers and it was just a great environment. The whole and metal is alive and well, and I can tell you that much. But um, yep. aside from that, so going back to Australia, we just I had a feeling we were going to be on it. Uh, we had heard that we were submitted and they were talking about it. Blah blah blah. And it just all lined up. So when we got the acknowledgement that it was happening, uh, the notice that it was happening, it was ready, willing, and able. I, I mean, we're all stoked about it. Everybody's really genuinely excited because we were, I mean, we've been really trying to get back there. Hmm. We've been a little busy, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's yeah, a really been... <laughs> good time for us to get back. Yeah, well, so
0: uh, That last album, it's a cracker. I've got to say it's actually easily my favorite Joey album because I'm a John I got ah, t- I got I got to volunteer this information I love the John Bush era I love I,
1: I agree yeah stock yeah, 442
0: is probably my favorite anthrax album I must say so I, I thank think you this last album though I think really it puts you guys uh, it allowed you guys to step up a level if you don't mind me saying very no, I appreciate it very very strong album and I understand it sold very well as well but did its success in the marketplace and amongst fans did it surprise you
1: um, here's what I was surprised at. I, I was surprised that, cause I, you know, I'm a metal fan. You know, I'm a music fan, right off the bat. We take our time to write songs, and not, not that everybody doesn't. It's just that I, I know the painstaking thing that it has to go through to, for us to let a song go into the wild, into, mm-hmm. into out, outside, to actually, because it has to really get our gut. It really does make you move. It has to make you that fire in your belly move, and I use that term a lot. It just really has to meet that criteria for us, and you know, you know. It's like when we let the record go, and when I say let it go, when I say when we're, we feel like, oh, wow, we're actually saying it's finished, it, it went through a lot. I mean, every kind of editing. That's why we live with the record. That's why it takes so long for an Anthrax record to be made. Mm. It's it's about writing it, living with it, making sure everything's exactly the way we want to live. With. I mean, you're living the record. Think about it. So. uh it is a, is a beautiful surprise to the success of the record, of course. But to, to, for people, when that record came out, it was well, God, almost three years ago now, uh, to say that this was the best of the, of the bands, uh, in, mm-hmm. at, at this stage in our career, a lot of people were saying that this is the best Anthrax record, and it kind of freaked us out, like, wow, that's, that's not only humbling, we're very lucky to be doing this, specifically at this time, there's been this whole resurgence since the Big Four, there's been this whole resurgence of anthrax. Hmm. Uh, and, and all our bands, let's face it, Slayer, Megadeth, um, Metallica, of course, well, they've never gone anywhere. They've always <laughs> been the biggest band, yeah. which is great. And I'm, I'm great. Hey, look, I'm, great. I'm grateful to be in a, in a genre that Metallica is probably the biggest band, is ACDC, Guns N' Roses, probably one of the biggest bands in the world. And that's a, that's a metal group. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a great thing to be in, under that umbrella. So I'm very, I look forward to this stuff, man. I live this stuff. So <clears throat> the fan base around the world is so strong. It's just great to see after all this time that people are accepting Anthrax and saying, wow, they're putting out quality music. And that's all we ever want to do. Let's face it, you just want to write a great song. So you can fucking go out and, and tour it and, and make people have the same vibe that you have and, and really yep. you know, have that energy on stage that you have with the fans and you get that one great energy for the show. And that's what it's about, man. So I, I think we're very we're grateful and humbled at the same time. But we know, again, we're going up to writing time. There's this energy that within the band we're in a good place. And I can tell you this: it's it's a it's an energetic kind of. Um, there's going to be I, I could tell this is going to be a heavy record. You could just tell the energy in the band. Mm. It's a it's a, it's a, it's going to be a harder record, which I'm really psyched about.
0: Yeah, cool, cool. Now, do you get feedback? when you're doing meet and greets and uh, fan uh social media interactions this sort of thing asking for some of the john material to be performed with joey and how close are you yeah. guys to maybe thinking about performing some of that
1: look um to be really honest and this is i, I here's what i believe in the two the two different things they're both great in fact i just saw Ahmed saint uh was it a month and a half ago cool. in new york yeah. city i went to see john hung out with the guys in Armistice. I love those guys. They're all my friends. I'm very good. I'm very tight with John. still text with him. We have a good laugh. Um, so there's no, like, animosity. There's nothing like that. Mm. It's just that was a separate band with John. Yeah. And that, was a, that was a great, fun band and the great songs. I love all that. But with Joey, it's just a different band. Now, if you put it into perspective here, and you think about the catalog we have for, for both bands, really, now, if you think about it, Just Joey's the the catalog we have with Joey. There's so many. There's so many songs that I truly want to play from Mm. the Joey era. We can't even, in in my opinion, it's even harder to to think about going to a a different kind of era uh, without going deeper into Joey's era because there's songs from Persistence of Time I want to play Mm -hmm. that that just can't you can't fit in the set. And I guess that's a good problem to have, right?
0: It's a bloody good Um, problem to have. And you've you've got a lot of really, really good... A lot of deep cuts, too.
1: Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I would love to... See, when you said the deep cuts, I would love to do that deep cut stuff. Hmm. And maybe one day that happens. But right now, there's so much... There's so much of, of, of the Belladonna era. Along, by the way, I have to say this. This new record... In my opinion, I would love to play every song off the new record. I'm 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 loving this new record to this day. And when I put it on, and which is weird that I actually still put it on because I think mm. just as a metal fan, I just love the songs. And that's not to say because I, I was part of the writing process, I just have a good time with it. So I want to play more songs off this record. So you have how many how many minutes do you have for a show?
0: <laughs> oh, got so it. It's a download. It's, what is it? What it's have you got? Predicament. You got about sixty yeah. minutes or ninety minutes of download.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. I haven't checked. All I know that's going to be a full-on fifth gear energetic show, and and just it's all it's on. That's all I'm going to say. It's on.
0: So has somebody reached out to you and asked you to do some of the altitudes and attitudes stuff for a clinic while you're down here?
1: Wow, funny you say that, man. Because <laughs> uh, I just got off the phone with with Dave Ellison, you know, my partner in altitudes yeah. and attitudes, uh, and you know, we're putting out the record. Uh, in July, And in, in July in January. Sorry, in January, and everything's ramping up now. This is this is specifically a hard rock record with melody. That's what this, this is. A hard rock record. It's it's not a metal record, but metal people will probably like it because it's hard rock. Mm. And most people that like metal like hard rock too. So I, I'm.
0: Yep, that's about where the call cut out. I uh, will try to reconnect with Frank as I said at the beginning or the introduction of the podcast episode. Anyway. That's it. My name's Andrew McKay-Smith and that was a conversation with Frank Bellow from the Outfit Anthrax. You've been listening to this all on Scars and Guitars, the podcast series and syndicating for the A-List Online. Thanks so much for listening.